Okay, you gonna talk shit about Mark again? No, no. Now, now I feel bad about it. I'm gonna, I gotta apologize to Mark. What the fuck's going on down there? Hey everyone, it's WTF at TFW episode 482. Chris Vangelis in the his, uh, joined by uh, Aaron the Alton Brown Smith. Hey, no, 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 stop. Look, what? I, I, I will say that I do like cooking and that I have been inspired by AB, but I would. <laughs> I, I don't want to step on those toes. I don't want to claim some sort of equivalency between myself and he. Um, that would be. That would be overreaching. I'm saying in the context of this podcast and its associated podcasters. Oh, okay, in that context, yes, I will take a a uh, the, the classic uh, equal parts Monty Python and Julia Child and uh, Mr. Wizard. I wasn't expecting Mr. Wizard, but I'm that, okay that, with it. If you've seen Good Eats, that was the the recipe for Good Eats as a whole. Okay. I haven't seen Good Eats, but there's nothing wrong with that. What, uh, wait, what? 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 No, no. Hang on a is, second. There is definitely Did, there, something there was wrong something with there. That. I I heard a statement that we're sounded like something by, I shouldn't heard. We're also joined by TJ uh, Omega. No, no, uh, you're not getting out of this. T TJ TJ Omega here on the high. What's up? What's, What's up? Alfie? What's up? Chris hasn't seen Good Eats. Whoa. I don't know if you heard the what coming from the other room. Don't. Out me here, all right? When I'm it's not three, trying to three to one, I want listeners to chime in on this one. I also haven't seen Schindler's List uh, or Amelie. I think I've dealt with most of the rest of my list of shame. Let uh, listen. We're on a time limit here today. Yes, so we, uh, we we do have to keep moving. <laughs> what other bombshells can I drop on you and then swiftly move past with a time limit? <laughs> Actually, while we're here and while I'm continuing to apologize for my life, uh, I should also throw out there, there's nothing wrong with people called Mark. Uh, it actually always was Grotusk. And, uh, oh, what was the other one? Um, that, uh, what was it? TJ, did you see that they're doing, uh, Mastermind is remolding their Rodimus into an override from uh, Cybertron? Uh, yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, now we got two companies courting us. If this is a trend, I'm okay with it. My finances are not, but somehow I am. I mean, the upside is if this is a trend, it probably has a very limited lifespan. So let's just bask in it while it's happening. Uh, also on Twitter, someone did say, where are the translucent wheels? And you're not wrong. I might need to send a message <laughs> through channels, seeing what we can... I don't know if that's even doable, but... Uh, yeah, we're here to talk some Transformers, and we're on a little time limit, because uh, TJ has a place to be. And so we actually started a little early. That was a rhyme. Uh, that doesn't rhyme with this. Uh, our first topic list uh, topic is Star Wars Transformers are coming back, and this time they are heralded fully by Takara Tomy. Uh, out of nowhere, a TIE Advanced X-1 that transforms into a Darth Vader robot with a lightsaber, and it comes with a small Darth Vader pilot and five small Stormtrooper uh, similarly scaled minifigures and now we have a colored photo which is why this is in the topic list um, I'm not saying Star Wars Transformers necessarily had a high bar 
But I think this looks pretty darn good and better than most of the Star Wars Transformers that were designed by, if I recall correctly, a lot of folks over at Galoob. Um, or at yeah, least, they, were not, they were not designed by the Transformers team. It alternately went back and forth between Galoob and the Star Wars team, I think. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely see that someone who at least knows about Transformers had at least a, a thumb on this Darth Vader immediately when you look at the limbs uh, and how there are thigh swivels and full-on hips, uh, well-jointed elbows, uh, clearance on a lot of the limbs. Um, just in general, a, a level of robot silhouette cohesiveness that you didn't always get on Star Wars Transformers until near the end. Yeah. Uh, this thing's also pretty darn expensive, if I recall correctly. Um... I uh, I don't remember now actually if we saw a price. I feel like we saw a price and it was kind of high. Well, the pre-orders uh, are up. Uh, oh, right here, five thousand yen. Five thousand yen. Um, five k yen seems a little, little rough. Uh, but I'm really curious What's, to see how this do turns we, out. Do we know what the scale is though? We don't. Um, those minifigures look very much like that scale of uh, what was that Star Wars line called? That Star Wars Transformers kind of filled in for? You know, the one, the smaller vehicles with the little micro pilots? Uh, I just don't know the line. Yeah, I don't remember. It was like adv Advanced Fleet or something. Um, so this, I'm, I'm assuming this is going to be like a, you know, six inch tall robot uh, tops. Yeah. Also going by the way the hips look. Um, but I, I think it looks all right. Like, 5K yen's rough. I'm probably not going to, like, go out of my way to order one. But it, if it's built well, this seems like it's on the right track. Aaron, how are you feeling about it? Um, I definitely feel as if somebody that understands how transforming things works took a look at this one. Uh, mm -hmm. Looks like it has, like, piston elbows and, like, the robot can move. And also, <laughs> it doesn't look like a robot just kind of hanging out off of parts of the image of the uh, TIE Advance. Oh, and there's heels, I just noticed, too. Look, there's heels. Yeah. Big old heels. Yeah. And a sculpted A-stance. I'm, I'm not sure what's up with the, like, two points of articulation figures that come with it, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess, like, you know, you need a pilot figure, and I suppose with this right. being the first in the line, maybe the, the, the five stormtroopers are a bonus piece, like maybe they're quote-unquote free. Yeah. Uh, that was the only thing that was a bit of, like, I, I'm not sure what they're doing with it, but... Uh, maybe we can just have them all stand on top while it's <laughs> flying around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they all have the Titan Master Peg. You know what? If they do, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> um, that cockpit even looks 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 rather spacious uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and nicely laid out. Uh, TJ, how are you feeling about uh, the return of Star Wars Transformers? I always wanted to have, I, I mean, I always wanted to, Takara rather to take a stab at it. So this is, this has been interesting to watch. I like how the, I like how we found out the first photo of it was, no one even realized it was a transformer, because no one took a picture of the underside. Yeah, like, like <laughs> it's it was that clean of a vehicle mode. So that part I'm looking forward to. It definitely looks a lot more solid, just, just because they are letting the transformer side take over rather than trying to mimic the look of Darth Vader you know, picture perfect. Yeah, because um, I, I did like the trick that the original Darth Vader Star Wars Transformer tried to do with one of the, I think it was one of the TIE fighter wings becoming a cape. Yeah. 
Um, mm-hmm. Very, very cool idea, which suffered entirely because of the inexperience of the people who were working on it, I think. Right. Um, so if, if I had one problem with this guy's design, it's that having the tie wings on the shoulders is enormously predictable. Uh, like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like, it looks like it's a TIE fighter robot with Darth Vader's head and chest. Um, the, the, I mean, the one thing that would be kind of the issue, though, is that's either got to be part forming or really big swing parts that oh, yeah. are going to be yeah. apt to break. I, I, I think it's just like I'm when I look at this and I look at the way that robot mode looks and I look at the five stormtroopers, I start to wonder if maybe there's going to be a second release, which is a pilotless TIE fighter where the head and the chest are stormtrooper head and chests and there's a gun instead of a lightsaber. Mm hmm. Like, because also the head and the chest and the accessory are the only things about that robot mode that say Darth Vader. So it might be more of a modular thing where they can they can get some easy retools out of it. Uh, either way, the only other thing I'm worried about is if this had no Hasbro involvement, then it makes me start thinking of things like the label toys, where sometimes these like licensed Transformer projects out of Japan can end up a little janky mm-hmm. uh, in in certain spots. But uh, it, it seems like it took that approach just for the price point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The 5K price point is was a, a kind of a, a sobering thing to see. <laughs> um, either way, we're, we're not going to know about this thing for a while. It's coming out next year, so uh, it's a ways off. But that's something I never thought I'd see again. I thought we were done with Star Wars Transformers, and I'm, I'm not unhappy to see it happening. Um. That does lead us to our first listener question, though, because, uh, surprise, this episode is also full of listener questions. Uh, so this one comes from Riddler. Wow. First one. First yeah. one. Good job. <sighs> See, if Here you we watched go. more good television, you wouldn't have those issues. Which, by the way, Twitter hates you. What? Hang on. What did you do? Did you tell them the truth? You don't yes, tell Twitter the truth? Hang on. I gotta see this. Oh, f- oh no. Stop it. These things cannot stand, sir. And retweeted. Stop it! You can't do this to me. (laughs) Uh, Okay, is there a way for me to to see Good Eats when I don't actually have cable? There are ways. Okay, good. I can do... Wow, okay, even Canadians are yelling. Apparently this is on Canadian TV, huh? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Listen, I've watched a whole... I have watched a buttload of Cutthroat Kitchen. All right. Okay. That means something. God damn it. What was I trying to say? I was trying to say someone's name. Here we Look, go. Listen to question. I, I can link you a seat. It's only 35 gigs, but it's all of good eats. Let's uh, let's have that link when we're done. I, I am legit down for that. Uh, I'm also legit down for a listener question from Riddler87. Uh, he says, Hi, Evangelist and WTF TFW crew. One of the main reasons I decided to buy Titans Return Trypticon is because in the G1 cartoon, Trypticon is voiced by Brad Garrett. I grew up watching Everybody Loves Raymond, and because of that, I really like Brad Garrett's acting. I also find it very funny picturing him in a recording studio reading Trypticon's lines. I was just wondering if a character's voice actor has ever played a role for any of you when trying to decide on buying a toy. Thanks for keeping me entertained on my train rides to work. Click. So, uh, um, I may have been requested to specifically ask you, TJ, uh, what your response might be to voice actor uh, uh, in- inclusion being part of your uh, purchasing decisions on toys. I never actually thought of it that way. Um, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any particular toys that I've actually bought 
or picked up because of a particular voice actor being behind it. It always comes down to how well it was performed. You know, it's like mm. if, if the voice actor is on point and it's and they're actually portraying the character, uh, you know, you know, in a in a good way, then yeah, I'm on. Then I'm generally on board, whoever it is. Um, I will say there are a lot. Of, I do have toys that haven't ended up on eBay uh, because of the people that voice them. Mm. You know, and there's obvious ones I could name. Um, I was. Uh, I will say there's also ones that I gain appreciation because I learned who the voice was. You know, like I for a long time had no idea that Rob Paulson was in Transformers at all. Found yeah. out that mm-hmm. you know he was the uh, uh, he was Air Raid, the prick aerial bot from G1. Like, okay, I can appreciate that character more now. Yeah, um, I I suspect that part of the ulterior motive of this question was like. Basically, your your habit of getting something for Scott McNeil to sign, but we have danced around that pretty well. In fact, I don't even know what who who brought up Scott McNeil. Who, who brought I'm that up? Currently, not yeah, me. nobody, nobody brought that up. Who's Scott McNeil? I don't know. Um, Aaron, have you ever had a voice actor enter into your decision on on at least pursuing a tra- given that you and I tend to buy every single Transformer? That aside, yeah. has it ever entered into into buying a toy? Um. Did he voice something? Then probably. Oh. Uh, no, I, I can't say that I've had a, a case of that happening where where who voices it has has put weight on something. Um, I guess maybe, yeah, I mean, in the, hey, if it's a character I like, if it's a thing I was otherwise on on the bubble about, I might, but, like, I don't, th- I don't think so. So I, I fully have. Um, BotCon 2008, I was walking around with animated lockdown in my pocket because uh, I believe it was 08. Um, it was whenever the first animated toys were available. I was walking around with that toy in my pocket because it was Lance Henriksen. Yeah. Uh, I was going to get it anyway because lockdown is cool. But at the time, lockdown became my primary number one have to get this Transformer because I also really like Lance Henriksen. Uh, so it has for me. Yeah. Um, this brings us to our next listener question. This comes from Murder Cat with a K. Hello, podcast to tears. Spelled quite well, I might add. I have a question to ask you. What are your thoughts on the uh, about the Knights of Iacon, that being the movie ones, uh, and uh, your suggestions or ideas on, on what you think they should have been in the movie? Personally, I wanted them to have deeper voices as opposed to the rather movie sound wavish voice they had and individual modes rather than combining into shards of metal that resembles a three-headed dragon. Thanks and more power to you. Um, I absolutely would have loved it. it. So here's the thing. I think it's cool that they all assemble into one dragon, except for the part where they do it Transformium style and just detonate it into a, a big mound of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that made it a lot less cool. So uh, I, I definitely like if that's what we're going to be doing, if we have them all combined, then uh, if you can't give me a good gat tie then don't give me Gatai. Give me individual dragon modes uh, and maybe have one of have a big fat one who turns into a trebuchet uh, as well. Um, and I really wish Cogman had been one of the knights more clearly uh, by turning into the head of a uh, car robot that is very knight-themed and carries a sword. Uh, that would have been a great topper. Um, but that's me. Aaron, what about you? Was there anything you were uh, I, I would really have hoping they could have seen done something about them being a group in the ancient stuff or when they show up at the ship or something to that effect 
just mm-hmm. something to show that they were gr- a group and not just some dudes that stood around, said like two things and then turned into a giant knight. Even if it was just like the table round effect, a little bit of them talking, and then a thing. Yeah, I wish we got to know some Again, of them it's, better. It, it seems like it was just a an idea that got on the whiteboard and never delved into. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, well, before I go into one other thing that was on my mind about this, TJ, was there anything else like in particular you really wish out of out of the nights that could have happened? I think it's I, I think I would have liked there to have at least been some indication that they had individual modes that they could turn into. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. Thinking, okay. Okay. Big three headed dragon. Okay. That's cool. You know, uh, what could have been really cool was like, tw- like uh, 12 dragons, like not yeah. you know, like, okay. They might not be as big, but you know what? It's an, it's an entire flock of mm-hmm. dragons. Like, what, what kills me is when you look at the toys, if you, and if you, if you take Cogman as being one of them, and you take Skeletron and Steelbane as being two separate ones. You have, like, this modern one who turns into a car, you have two dragon brothers, and you have two big leader guys who combine into a dragon. It makes for a way more dynamic look than what the movie actually did. Yeah, the movie seems like, well, if one of us goes down, we can't transform. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, there's a storyline in the comic books like that right now, and it's... You know, it's something that would, you know, you think for a transformer would be traumatic if you know if you can't transform because you know one of your components is missing. Yeah, you know, it'd be like not being able to lay down. And it makes you really wish they had said something about Skeletron when he actually was in the movie. Yeah, it's like what's up when one of your your dudes is actually a zombie? Then like, and you still like, what happens when you combine into the dragon? Then yeah, like, <laughs> I could I could handle them combining into a dragon as long as they indicate you know they could turn into smaller dragons themselves if they needed to. Yeah, you know, and then like having a leader toy that's only two that combine into the triple headed yeah. dragon would make more sense because like, you know, you it wouldn't would, need a dozen in order to get it done. It would be it would be like if if there was some indication it was the way that they had once indicated Devastator worked in the movies where it's any number of Constructicons uh, can combine into a Devastator. Um, except that like leader Dragonstorm also just seems way cooler than the one in the movie. <laughs> Because uh, because it is two characters who are very distinct, and that is my other big thing is it's not that they should have all had deeper voices other than the ones they had, it's that they should have just at least all had different voices beyond the skull one sounding like one, the the one that everyone's telling me is Steel Bane, which would be a bummer, uh, being the one who died at the beginning, um, having his own voice like, and then the rest of them all just kind of sounding like movie dudes, like they 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 were for the movies just very generic, yes, and. Uh, yeah, Aaron, really, you you nailed it. All of this comes down to the fact that this is a whiteboard idea that never got deeper than being a whiteboard right. idea. Um, so that, yeah, that's really, I think, the crux is we would love it if they had been the focus of a film rather than one of the focuses of a, a very overcrowded mm-hmm. film. And again, I mean, when we go um, back to the big round table we had, it would have been nice to see some of this, like, spread out across two movies or make one of the like the the prehistory its own like way 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 prequel movie or anything else Mm. yeah like like for me it's just all headcanon now like i love the visual and the story ideas that the visual communicates to me of having the movie dinobot toys and the you know the movie night toys with cogman that idea of all of those guys being like 
two years of some Super Sentai franchise that doesn't mm-hmm. exist uh, is so exciting to me. But it's also I am making all of it up based on the visual impetus I'm being given. So it's a, it's, it's absolutely headcanon. So there's not much I can really say to you know beyond that. Um, but on the movie bent, uh, we actually got some movie toy news that brings the leaked presentation full circle. Uh, Aaron, what was that guy's name again? Robbie Raffi Robin Rodriguez. Rafael Rodriguez. Rafi Rodriguez. Yeah, uh, we got we got the the Rafi Rodriguez circle uh, closed because the one of the last things on that list that had never materialized. It's materialized. Um, this comes from a Facebook page. Uh, these are blurry looks at uh, some kind of movie edition line, which apparently is Voyager-sized toys of Movie 1 Brawl and Movie 2 Megatron. The figures themselves are blurred out, but the whole advertisement is not. Uh, you can see that the advertisement is, is basically saying that each of these guys is a figure, a removable backdrop, and instructions, which hints that they are transform- transformable. And the backdrops definitely match these two characters' big scenes. Brawl comes with a backdrop of the big movie one end fight scene, and uh, Megatron comes with the forest, because everyone loves the forest battle from Revenge of the yeah. Fallen. Um, every, literally everyone. I, I've rewatched it a couple times, and actually, every time I watch it, I like it less. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> But I know I have I have my opinions about the movies. Um, th- this is very exciting news to me because uh, I liked the 07 Leader Brawl toy, but it has been 10 years and I like it less mm-hmm. now than I did 10 years ago. Well, the, um, and the silhouette the on this one looks good. technology has changed over 10 years. Yeah. Well, in this Leader Brawl, you can just see from his blurry silhouette, he he's not stuck in that kind of permanent, my legs are always sort mm-hmm. of squatting pose. Uh, that the the original one was stuck in, um, and then you know what? There there are pretty decent. Even the movie one leader Megatron is decent when he's just standing there. Uh, movie two Megatron never got a very decent toy that didn't have a gigantic wing pack and was very small. So I'm I'm very welcome to the idea of a more solidly built uh, movie two Megatron. Because um, there's also a very silly Megatron design that I always felt kind of warm about. Uh, so Aaron, I don't know. How are these things hitting uh, you? They look like blurry toys that might be cool. Look at the thumbnails. You actually can see them yeah. better if you if you look well, at no, the thumbnails. I open up the big image that's big, but then I squint. Oh, okay. Did you, did you learn that on Good Eats? No. Apparently, the the, the life lesson no. TV show that I need to. No, actually, it kind of gives a three D okay, effect. It works though. There's depth, maybe. I don't know. Oh man! But I don't know. It's I'm glad that that has come full circle uh, because both of these the the concept of them. Hey, we're going to go back and you know hit some of the the points that maybe were missed before and come up with something better. Um, that I that sounds very interesting and and like a a good concept. So yeah. I'm I'm all for it. I can't wait to see what these actually end up being. Uh, I would assume if they're going back to do it like this, that their intentions are to make them good. That it's that this isn't right. I hope so. Well, I mean, <laughs> so I, I guess they're always going to have the intentions to release good toys. We're, we're going to intentionally trash these so nobody ever wants uh, them again. So so tired of these friggin' movie so just designs. Stepping back that comment a little bit. It looks as if this is intended to be like a collector styled release where 
where mm-hmm. money is less an object. If that, if, if you follow yeah. me, where okay, we're going to look at how do we make this a premium release versus just crap. We need seven Voyagers for this line. Ideas. Okay, you make like that one. Be- All right, let's go. It would be cool if this was some kind of sister to movie masterpiece where it's like, you know, maybe this is also them kind of quietly saying, hey, we can't really do movie masterpiece brawl that we think will actually sell. But what if we do them as, say, like a $60 Voyager size piece, Uh, which I I would expect these figures are probably going to be 50, 60 bucks uh, by the time they come out. Um, and, and absolutely, like, I, I love the idea of going back to older movie designs with what we know now of how to make right. transforming toys, or what they know now, but they are movie designs. Uh, so, TJ, these are, like, early movie designs as well. Um, how are you feeling about this news? Like, does this does this tickle your fancy at all? It's it's intriguing. It's intriguing to me, like, because I never really had that much problem with Brawl's toys from the first movie. I thought he actually got one of the better shakedowns. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's an alarm that doesn't like me liking Brawl. Okay. Oh, no, that's that's over. That's the Brawl police. No, They're no, just outside. No. They're trying to flag you down. But it, no, my them. word about Good Eats has gotten out to Toronto PD. <laughs> oh, oh, are they coming for me? Crap. Okay, well, listen, Aaron just sent me a link to illegally pirate the series. All right, everyone? Okay, there we go. They left. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. Like, I felt like Brawl might be one of the ones that needed the update the least. Like, I would... I, yeah, I'd expect like maybe a blackout before a brawl, but well, but, you, you know, you know who was front and center in that set of leaks. Yeah, well, so, I also <laughs> I also notice these uh, I also notice these uh, backdrops say twelve and thirteen on them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of these. They look, I mean, they look good. I mean, he looks a lot better. Of course, you know, they've had ten years to polish up how to make that design work, and you know, about the same for movie to megatron which is a which is always a design i like aside from you know the the clumsy backpack on the voyager and always having an arm made of shrapnel yeah yeah or and, and you know you know what toy i i'm very forgiving on a lot of movie toys the leader revenge of the fallen megatron is super junk as every year went by uh like that's a, that's an ugly toy uh he's funny but he is ugly and looks nothing like Megatron in the movies. <laughs> so I'm down for this. There's something doofy about that toy and that design I always kind of like, though. The the split tread feet, like, like you can see them in the, the blurry photo here. This The split tread feet and the just straight-up murder arm are my two favorite things about that design. Like, it, it is ridiculous. Uh, but but fun. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> 12 and 13. Uh, I mean, I, I bet you 1 and 2 is Optimus and Bumblebee, obviously. But, um... Yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, with any more news about this line. Like, I I bet this will be a February reveal, um, unless you know sadness. Maybe this is a nothing, but <laughs> I hope not. Uh, there have been other leaks, by the way, that we are not in the topic list this week because I didn't feel there was all that much really to cover on them. And uh, I still now I always feel kind of bad when I see leaks that are built on the back of Studio Volta art getting mm-hmm. leaked out because like. Sarah Sarah Le Pew on Twitter and and other Studio Volta folks are all they all seem like really cool folks, and uh, and they always seem like you know some boardroom person is just ready to blame the wrong people for that kind of stuff. So I, uh, it does sometimes make me unless there's a whole lot of really new stuff in those leaks, it makes me less eager to really talk about them. And I I, I hope that's not too much trouble for the listeners or for you guys. Um, but I, I would rather hit more listener questions. 
Uh, like this one from Blade Shadow. He says, greetings, podcasting machine men. Now that we know the power of the Prime's Dinobots and Terracons are not all retools of each other, it would please me to hear some baseless speculation on possible retools or redecos of either sets of molds, preferably as new characters. While the G2 Dino Bros would be welcome, they are ultimately the same identities, which makes for less interesting conversation. I have one to start things off, then I'd like to hear your ideas. So Blade Shadow's idea is uh, to use the inclusion of Optimus Primal as an excuse to lean into Beast Wars, have Slag and Snarl as Killer Punch and Saber have Grimlock and Swoop as Megatron and Terrorsaur. Uh, since they have similar colors to Skysaur and Landsaur, add in a sludgy Paddles uh, who decided he had enough, painted himself green and joined the Predacons, and you got yourself a Magmatron. True, none of the bot modes match very well, but it still could be a fun way in the way many Unicron trilogy homages were. Uh, I don't actually have any idea for the Terracons besides Sinner Twin as IDW Strafe, and this is already quite long. And so, good sirs, I'll leave the rest to you at the click! Uh, IDW Strafe out of Sinner Twin would be awesome, because I loved mm -hmm. IDW Strafe in that like what one book she was in uh but it was a super cool idea and like a just a freaky design with the split face um i i'd be super down for that but um yeah like other ideas i mean uh, we we floated and people mentioned like that monstructor seems to be a thing given one of the heads on the terror cons that we saw already um mine really i just want to throw one in there g2 dino bros same identities, yes, but I would like to see what, what they do when they hit Slash with the G2 repaints, if they do that, you know, because uh, Slash is brand new. And, and if, hey, if they do IDW Strafe as well, I'd want to see what they do for Femme Dinobots uh, in G2 colors. That'd be, that'd be kind of neat. You get some, some, some other neons in there. Um, TJ, what, what, what's a retool idea you'd have for, for the Beast Fuel combiners? Uh, it always seemed, yeah, like uh, G2 stuff is kind of obvious, especially because we know swoop and sludge have pallets that we never actually got i i, yeah. I could uh, oh you know what g2 terracons yeah, i would could be see neat those too. two g2 sets being the same as like the g2 sets that we got for titan or for uh combiner wars i think that i think oh, that's yeah, yeah. that's a super the easy yeah. a box set um yeah monstructor is the obvious one um but you know if, if you're doing monstructor then dino king comes to mind and there's such a part of me that would think it's hilarious for Takara to to release a Dino King out of the out of the Monstructor bots, and then repaint the repaint the uh, the Dinobot Combiner into their shells. Oh, there's, there's, oh, that would be yeah. neat, like double Dino King, mm -hmm. like Di Dino King and like Dino Knight or something. Oh, that would be cool. I really like that idea. Uh, like a very green Volcanicus, green and bronze and silver Volcanicus. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Um, Aaron, have, have you got any, any really. ideas? Um, because like all of my thoughts had gone to was G2. Yeah, that's too obvious. They've got to do it, but eh. And then beyond that, like the, the way, the way that really, they've turned uh, things from one to another to another for Titan's return even is just been enough that like, I have no idea. Like they're going to, they're, yeah. they're going to take something like, and then change two parts and add something and be like, hey, you didn't think we could do that one too, huh? And I'm I'm so down for this IDW strafe idea mm -hmm. from Center Twin. Like it's it's kind of not leaving me now. Like that that is a really cool idea. Um the the, the only other one I, I, I wanted to throw in, oh what was it? Um right. If they did the Dinobots, if so we have Victorion. Victorion is a brave name. If we could get the, the Dinobot combiner redone as as like the Geisters from X Kaiser, 
uh, remold the heads into the you know the the more robotic geister heads. I think that would be really cool to to have like a combiner dino geist. That would be a, a super neat little uh, little throwdown homage if that's even possible. But uh, yeah, I I'm a lot of a lot of the best ideas I think have already been said in the mm-hmm. question and by you guys. That one of the shells out of the Dinobots is really solid. Uh, if, you know, if Dino King happens, I hope that someone at least customizes that so we can just see what it would look like. I'm I'm sure that will be immediately done. Yeah. Uh, like obviously now, whenever I have repaint ideas for the Dinobots, I just want to hit Twitter and go like, "Yo, Grimlockimus, uh, I got like a sixth or, or whatever, eighteenth set of Dinobots you should be getting. Uh, another idea. Uh, do this one too. Um." Next up, next up, we got a listener question from Hyboman, uh, who has a two-part question. Uh, Pot Zafasto is, I like this ongoing listener question about toys coming to life that people keep extending. So my extension is about roleplay toys. I assume this is mostly relevant to TJ and Vangelis. Like, Yo, Aaron, Aaron had, a, did, has had his moments. almost all been sold off. He's, yeah, but some of it might still be sitting around in a box. Uh, the question is, if all your Toku roleplay toys were somehow able to uh, work as they do in fiction, and you could take on only the powers of one character, who would it be and why? Would you pick your favorite show? Etc, etc, etc. Game start. Oh, and also there's a PS here. Decade and Gokaiger are off the table because fanfic powers. And like, yeah, what? Did you take all the good ones away from us? I don't know what to do now. Um, Aaron, what do you have left that you could select from? Anything else? Oh, that I have left? Um... I don't yeah. think I have any of the roleplay stuff left. Oh, like nothing, nothing secreted no. away in a box. No Gaia memories. I, there's on like the, floor. the the one that had a bunch of, like the that had all the things from like the first two thirds. That was like the one candy toy or something that you had an extra of that you sold to me. That's in a box right. somewhere. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. that's Aaron's power. <laughs> um. DJ, who would you pick? Oh, this is tough. I've got a couple lock seeds that would let, literally let me be space god. That yeah, I mean that's that's mine. I have all that's... I have. I've got like almost all the Gaim roleplay toys, so I would just I would go with uh, I would go with Gaim because then yo I get to be a space god. Yeah, and if we're talking pet favorites, then I always I, I always really like O's power set. Mm-hmm. There's something about oh I've got a lot of situational stuff, but I can power them up when I need to. Well, also, you've got the outside knowledge that at least once in your career, you could also Gata Kiriba yourself into one billion copies and then become your own Super Sentai. And then never do it again. Yeah, yeah, never. So here's my here's my thing. Like, I like Double and O's a lot, but, like, if it's just me, I'm less excited about those powers. Because, like, with Double and, in my opinion, with O's, I need I need my I need my Philip. I need my Ankh. I need I need my other half to uh to unite with otherwise otherwise it's just empty man because uh, yeah for me of, of the things i do have it's probably gaim um i got the machine chaser thing that would be fun for a bit but then i'd just get sad because i'm a sad angsty robot man and i've got the forza stuff but then like i don't know eventually i get tired of having a rocket for an arm so i, th- I think for me it's it's definitely gaim just, lo- just lounging around one day just painting things <laughs> with your leg yeah, you know, because what else am I going to do with yeah. these stupid switches? Uh, 
Anyway, Hyperman's other question, uh, Orino question Pato 2, is what do you think of having listeners on the show to deliver questions in person? Like a call-in thing, I'm guessing. I got the idea while listening to the TFCon podcast when Transmissions auctioned off a guest host spot to a listener. Uh, many happy Titans returns to you all. Clicks violently with an aura, 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 aura. So the main thing about that is our lack of regular recording time. That completely uh, castrates the ability for an easy call-in thing. And uh, that's not something that we can very easily do anything about uh, on a grand scale right now. Uh, like I don't triply know. If only so we had some Seth. sort of voicemail um, system at one point in time. Uh, yeah, I mean, if hypothetically there was some kind of voicemail system, absolutely. But I, I don't know what kind of kooky future you're li- you're living in here, Aaron. Um, now, now, definitely, if you're at a, if you're at a convention at, at at a podcast panel, and there's a Q and A thing running, that is the best way to deliver something in person. Because then you can just ask us. Uh, also, if you ever send in a listener question and it hasn't been answered and you're at a convention, you need to tell me so I can ask you your own listener question when you're trying to ask us questions. Because I think that's the ultimate uh, reciprocation. Um, I still loved it that time mm-hmm. we actually were able to do that. That was my favorite thing. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's, that's the main thing. We, that's why we don't really have like a lot of like live stuff. Also, the, 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 we don't do a video component either. Also, cause like really, it's not like any of us f- are super shy. It's just none of us f- I feel like want to really think about having to look nice for a webcam yeah. as best as that means. Yeah. Like I, I like popping in on transmissions a lot, but by far the part where I then realize, oh, wait, when they do their what they got this week's, so we are doing that on a webcam and like, oh, God, hang on. Let me go and like, <laughs> let me go make sure I don't have something on my face. <laughs> yeah, hang on. I have to I have to scrub up and brush my hair for my podcast. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know what? That also comes entirely from my own vanity. So really, the problem is me there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. That's that's kind of where we're at right now. Also, I have a bajillion listener questions all the time in the Google Doc that I keep secret from everyone else. So we're, we're not hurting for them. Uh, that much is for sure. However, we've got one more uh, that we can blow through here today, uh, and that comes from Joe Skibelli. I threw this one in here as well because it is literally just a it's a common rider question. Uh and uh, certainly, like, a couple of us are, are super down for Kamen Rider stuff, but I would... Please please send us questions with Transformer stuff in it as well. Because um, this question is... Uh, I'm a bit of a Kamen Rider Forze nut and been near finishing the States fig arts. Only issue is they never made rocket drill States from that weird Amazon crossover special. And I was thinking I could replicate it if I had the big arm drill module. I've been looking around for someone who could print one and haven't had much luck. Any of you guys know members in the community who would commission a custom piece as weird as that? I'd like to know. Uh, so that's the first question. Um, and that is maybe Transformers relevant in that, yes, there are a lot of Transformers artists who do print stuff and, and cast stuff. Uh, and, and what I'd say is there are several people in the community who do their own thing, but a lot of them are busy doing their own thing. I I think uh, for for something like that, you'd be best off, um, learning, uh, a SketchUp software. And if like, it would be a whole lot easier if you said, if you went to uh, a maker space because they're starting to be um, like everywhere. And, uh, if you were to come in and say, Hey, look, I have this, this 3d printable model. Or, or even yeah the model not even necessarily the the sliced thing um and said like hey i have this thing i'd like to print can somebody show me how to use one of these 3d printers so then you don't need to be a 3d printing pro you just need to make something in a 
in a model, and then that way you can know what you're looking to do yeah. and do it. I've I've played with a couple of SketchUp um, softwares, and for the most part, they're they're pretty user friendly. I mean, you can get into some serious grognard, um, like heavy level design stuff, but they also have stuff that I've seen like. 10 year olds bust out and make a model that's recognizable as the thing that you're trying to model in very short order. Also, I would say that if, uh, if you think about using a makerspace, for instance, <laughs> if you just can't figure out how to model the thing yourself, then if you're going to commission someone, you just got to commission a 3d model, which I believe is far less of an ask than trying to yeah. commission a custom piece from someone. Uh, still, you really, if you are going to do that kind of thing, um, you do owe yeah. someone money for their time, uh, and, and like I, I, you know, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying this to anyone in particular uh, at this point. Let me make that clear. But you know, if you do want to commission something from someone, their money is worth your time, and and you know, don't try to undercut an artist who's who's you know potentially going to do something for you like that. Uh, all the ones I know keep quite busy, and and like all charge way less than mm -hmm. what their time is worth, in my opinion. So, you know, just figure out, like, if, if you can find someone who can give you a rate on on doing just, like, a 3D... Like, you have a, a reference photo right here in the listener question. You can look up screen caps of the thing. It is basically a rocket with a drill tip. Um, so it certainly isn't, like, an elaborate piece. Uh, you'd really just need to be, like, getting that part modeled. And then, at worst, you'd need to figure out the, co the connectivity aspect, which might end up ballooning your commission price up, unless mm -hmm. you can figure that part out by yourself. Um, but yeah, once you have the model, then you can separately start looking into the, the printing side if you want to, you know, go for printing. Um, but yeah, commissioning a custom piece, I think, sh yeah. should cost and a lot. And that's like where I doesn't. said, if you were looking to 3D print, um, I think if you came at it, you know, you went to a space, you're like, hey, I have model, but I don't have 3D printer. You're going to go a whole lot further uh, than just saying like, hey, can you yeah. do all the work for me and then also paint it and then also deliver it to my house? And, you know, maybe bring cookies, too. Well, the cookies part aside, because you never know if they're going to poison cookies on you. Uh, all, all that other stuff, like, that's re that is uh, conceptually reasonable to commission from someone. It's just that that will cost it. That should and probably will cost at least, like, quadruple what getting a 3D mm -hmm. model commissioned would cost. Um uh, any, anyway, that's 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 all I really know as far as my own info, and that's you know, hopefully that helps you out. Anyone listening who is up for doing that kind of stuff, like feel free to reach out. Uh, Joe Scabelli is on the boards, um, and you'll see the username in the topic list. Uh, so maybe that'll that'll connect some folks. Uh, there's a broader question in here as well, which is quote Forze is a ridiculous show. I almost take seriously. What shows have you guys watched that are dead silly, but you find some cool or dark elements in? Uh, my quick answer is like a whole yeah. lot of common writer shows. Most of the darkest, coolest common writer shows that have come out in the last ten years have also been, at least for their first ten episodes, ridiculous, cartoony live-action toy commercials. You, sh um, like you should Ex watch Go Onger after one. having seen RPM. Or don't oh, like I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it completely changes the way that you watch that and. None of that is in Go Onger, but you're like, no, that's that's the real story. I I just skipped yeah. a step and I just watched RPM, and I've been super cool with it. like I, I as far as yeah, I know, Go is. Onger is actually it quite is, a good Super Sentai show. Is. It's just super yeah, light. Uh, yeah, I liked it. But again, I said, yeah. I know the dark side behind it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Like, like that, that's where I would just say, like, like Forza, absolutely, it's a ridiculous show. I, I think conceptually it is no more ridiculous than a lot of the most recent what are considered super dark at times common Rider shows. Gaim and Drive both had end of season story arcs that drove people to tears. They were also both immensely silly shows when they needed to be. So like like Toku in general really yeah. I think hits a lot of that. Well, I mean X8 starts off with what look like, you know, theme park mascots mm-hmm. as riders. Yeah. But you get a lot of storylines about you know, facing and accepting death, which is pretty heavy for a kid's show. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I've I've just been on two podcasts about the end of X Eight, so it's super fresh in my mind. <laughs> but like, X Eight also happens to be a show that like like uncynically adores video games as a medium on its most base uh, near origin levels. Um, not not really seventies origin, but more eighties, nineties. I'd just say eighties origin levels. Uh, the very base ideas of what a platformer is—a racing game, a shooting game, an RPG, etc. Uh, so you know, Tokusatsu, I think, is almost like too easy an answer for any of this stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of just like a straight up cartoon where something was—it's super jovial, but there's like dark underbelly to it. Like I, I know, like I didn't watch a show personally, but I know Adventure Times like that. I mean, if, if it's, I, if, it's silly, goofy, super cartoony, but it's also post-apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah and, and like, you know, Steven Universe is an easy example, although like the the amount of time Steven Universe has spent on its cooler story-driven elements at times has almost made the balance a little, a little harder. Because when it was just like one, like one and a half seasons, it was like, I just went through one season of like, you know, random adventure, funny stuff, and suddenly it turned into a sci-fi. But Steven Universe has like shifted genres so much, it's hard to even... It probably fits the question well. Uh, that, that would be another one, I think, uh, off the top of my head. You know, if I ever watched it, who watches... <laughs> What's the joke that I need to stop doing now? Whoever <laughs> watches the Tumblr cartoons anyway? I sure don't. I just know everything about it because I actually watch it a whole lot. Um, Aaron, is there anything you can think of that's been super silly that had its moments? Not, Dark not seriousness? Hey, man, the Transformers was pretty silly until the movie when they killed everyone, and there's a deleted scene where they take spark plug and Spike's dad, and he gets ripped in half, and someone steps on Chip Chase. I heard sure. it on Usenet. There's blood everywhere. Uh, I think there are some Transformers series that have also like walked that toku border, especially the ones that were daytime anime shows. Uh, over in Japan, because you know, it's very, very, very childish at times. But then, like, you know, Armada, Micron Densetsu, you also get the moment where Smokescreen gets half melted by the Requiem Blaster. Yeah, and it's just pretty, pretty dark. Yeah, you, yeah. He gets Starscream mm-hmm. sacrificing himself. Yeah. Um, granted, the Smokescreen one actually is a lot less dark when he is literally resurrected one episode later. Yeah. Uh, it loses a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Although it also makes his death scene almost a little more gruesome that they had the, the whatever actor in whatever language stand there going like yeah. for like, what is it like five <laughs> minutes melting yeah. alive, just, just screaming in agony like <laughs> that was no, rude. <laughs> no, the, the other one I can remember is in Cybertron when they uh, when they introduced the Cybertron yeah. defense team. And right. Hot right. Shot and red alerts. <laughs> Scattershot just laying on their deathbeds or broken or damaged. Like one of them just goes, I'm blind. I can't see. Oh, God. Yeah. They're just yeah. royally, royally screwed. And they spend most of the episode like that. 
I forgot how ridiculous an episode was. I remember I watched the Galaxy Force version. I, yeah. I remember having that feeling of like, this is a bit much. This is a bit much. <laughs> oh, good. They're new toys. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Ro- you know, robot gods saved them all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Off the off the top of my head, like that. That's or good. No, no, just because like knowing they're in the same universe, it really puts perspective on Smokescreen's death scene. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> well, Prime I mean, saved and, the ones he liked. Energon was kind of the. Energon was the roughest one because it's like, oh, it's, it's six shot, not six shot. Um, shock shockwave. Blast. Shock blast, uh, laser wave, just got like brutally stepped on, and they had a cell, a cell animated. Ver- like, we got to see his eye like getting squished out of his head. Oh, <laughs> yeah. and he's also dead forever. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, but they did this. They did the same thing with Inferno. Like hmm. Inferno has a story arc where he's like, he's like, like uh, almost like Mega Man X virus into being a Decepticon. Yeah, and he spends episodes fighting it, only to just sacrifice himself. And then, like, two episodes later, hey, I'm Roadblock. Yeah, Hi. yeah. <laughs> That's better than what happened to, to Demolishor. Who oh, had, yeah. like, cause, you know what? Demolishor actually died, and then they brought back some character that was voiced by the same guy, but that wasn't him. Uh, thank good. You know what? Thank goodness for the mind wipes in Superlink and Energon. Because that means I can just say, no, Demolishor died when his optic, his little eye patch yeah. disintegrated, and he was like, ah, Greenhorn. Yeah, <laughs> this is what this is what war is. I mean, it's technically a Unicron reformatting. You know, that old character yeah. stops and the new one begins. Yeah, they just didn't change his name for some reason. Uh, anyway, the the only other one I could think of off the top of my head, where I think I also need to like I don't have the perspective of remembering the whole show to know if it was that tonally different. But like Mighty Max, uh, the cartoon definitely got dark. I just don't know if it got dark immediately or if it was silly for a while. I don't remember anymore. Oh God, you just reminded me. Uh, well, that that show ended off on a that that show ended off on the hero losing. And yeah, then yeah. they had to reset time just to try it again, and it's like, oh, oh that, just yeah. go back and watch episode two, and the series just that, goes forever. That show uh, ended no. on like on like tons of character death and whatnot, but like, did it have that undertone all throughout, or? Did that no, grow? I, I can't remember the one. I, yeah. The one you made me think of was David the Gnome. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. That, well, yeah. 20, 26 episodes, twenty-five episodes of friendship and getting along, and we got adventures with a cool fox, and then it's like episode twenty-six. Time to learn about death. We're going to die now, and we're you're going to watch for this whole half hour. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. That that is up there. Um. So yeah, I, I think we I think we've dropped a pretty good list of those. Like certainly, if you do want to find out more of those titles, like I know there are some fairly exploitative top ten lists you can look up. Cartoons kids were never meant to see, kind of stuff. Uh, all over YouTube. Twisted cart, so disturbing. Most disturbing cartoons. The, the dark secret behind the Rugrats. The lost episode of the Rugrats. It's just it's like yeah, there's just there's there's an entire culture yeah. about making kids shows grim dark. Yeah. Um, and also there's, there's my favorite one is the one where you remove Garfield from Garfield. Yeah. It's just like the cartoon strip That's about his... sad John. <laughs> that is kind of brilliant. Yes. That that one is still perfect. That's untouchable. Um, but yeah, I hope that answers your listener questions, Joe Belly. Um, I'm just wondering. Let's yeah, quickly do one it. more. I think we got enough time. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go grab a short one uh, and stuff it in here. 
uh, while we're at it. So let me go to my list, my secret Google Doc, and scroll along. Let's see what's what's a newer one. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat the I'm gonna cheat the order a little bit. If if someone sent in a short one, you just did real good. No one sent in a short one. Uh, hmm. Let's see. These are all long. Okay, here. Uh, we've talked about this before, and I think it's it's interesting. This one comes from Captain Slowbro. Uh, I need to add it to the to the actual topic list, but while I'm doing that, uh, the question is: It is I, Captain Slowbro, the portly pink protector. With a listener question, with the third-party marketplace largely saturated by masterpiece alikes, other projects and companies with different design identities have oh, with it saturated by masterpiece alikes. Pause. Other projects and companies with different design identities have had little room to take larger chunks of the market. With those companies currently fighting for survival, how do you think indie designs that homage Transformers gimmicks, such as fans' projects Retro Future, Glacial Lord, or designs that are wholly unique, like the Unrustable Bastards, uh, how do you think that those uh, will be able to break out into the larger Transformers fandom? Personally, I'd like to see more original IP come out of the third-party world, but I'd like to hear what you all have to say. Cheers. Click. Uh, I like this conversation because no one actually has figured out the answer, and if anyone does, they will have cracked quite a code. Um, that being how to get Transformers fans on a greater level interested in the projects by third-party designers whose stuff they enjoy when it is not also homaging the Transformers. I don't have a good question or a good answer for this yet that doesn't involve things that don't exist. Um, I think the thing that is needed to crack that code is a really good fiction, and unfortunately, that would also mean a really good fiction that was around either either like dynamite enough to make people want toys day one, or that has been around for at least like a year to to make people love the designs and the characters and thus then want the toys. A lot of these um, more original ideas, when they try to backbone themselves on fiction, it's often fiction right. that's coming out concurrently with the toys. I think of Arborauders as well uh, in that in that realm. I don't think that works. Um, at least not in a way that will move product, unfortunately. Uh, I think that's the missing link myself. Um, but I don't know, Aaron, like, do you have any ideas of, of things people could try to I do? Mean, like, so, people have tried like so many said, things. Whoever, whoever figures that out is going to go a long way. Um, and, and it's the, the, the thing that we've kind of discussed in the past about like, you know, some of these transformers toy or these, these third party Transformers toys could go a long way if they can find the way to like release it in colors that aren't the Transformers colors or, or whatever, you know, that, you know, there, there's yeah. somewhere in there. Some of these toys could get out and, and be, be good and not have to be, you know, biting on, on Transformers names, but where that is, man, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I am a backer of the Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I, I've... <laughs> uh, waiting on it to show up because it's soon. TM, um, and you know, there's there's a lot of bits and pieces of things that they're close, and but it still is like getting getting advertised in those spaces and only living in those spaces versus something that could just go up and not have to utterly smash into, you know, transformer stuff to get the eyes on it. And like, I I'd like some of them to see, but yeah, I have, I've, 
I've used to think there was a way to like, like years ago, I, I, I think I even said like, well, people are going to love these designers. And then if, you know, if this whole third party world has to go away, uh, the people I think are going to follow those designers to their other projects. And now I've talked to a lot of people who are not at fault for having a different opinion, but a lot of them have told me, no, right. they wouldn't follow those designers because they want transformers. And, uh, it's really hard for me to not blame the buyers of the toys I've had to, I, I I had to teach myself to not default to that mindset, but it certainly is frustrating to me because like I feel like it should be so simple, but I care a lot about designers and I think a lot of other people maybe care more about the franchise they're following than the designers that work on it, and that that's fine, but it also means like this is a much harder conversation to have. TJ. You don't buy a lot of third-party stuff, so I'm wondering what your perspective is on... Because like, having talked to people who don't really like third-party Transformers stuff, but like the idea of indie transforming toys, um, I often hear from them the whole thing of, well, they just got to come up with an IP that, that's dynamite. And I'm like... It always feels like, man, when you say that, I want to know what you... Like, do you have anything past that? Because that's kind of like going like, well, if you can just figure out how to make a, an egg an egg be full of gold when the goose lays it... Then right. you have golden eggs, and it's like, dude, you <laughs> like, like, what do you think someone could do to try to move a more original transforming robot idea? See, that is the trick. Is that, yeah, they're they could benefit from you know a great fiction. They could benefit from you know just having a super cool design that's really interesting to get into. But all of that kind of hinges on you know finding the needle in the haystack you know yeah what's you know what's original what's going to capture you know the interest of transformers fans or fans or toy shoppers in general and still manage to to figure out some uh some way of actually you know you know sustaining itself and gaining that level of popularity it needs we've seen we've seen independent toy lines that have accomplish such things you know you and i with glios and uh uh i think of uh, vitruvian hacks oh yeah and the like, four horsemen stuff four horsemen cracked that code by spending decades building up their reputation as the four horsemen yeah, yeah and that's um, an, that's another thing that's required is like there has to be pedigree behind the you know behind whoever's doing it you know yeah if it's a third-party company that we've got going around right now then they have to have a consistent reputation of super good toys. You know, and I tend to find that's kind of difficult because every now and then they, you know, they'll release a design that's overcomplicated or they'll release something where the QC is way off. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to find someone that has that reputation of, yeah, buy it. It's going to be good no matter what. Well, and part of the, part of the, what's a symptom of that is that a lot of third party companies don't, necessarily have uh their own design teams like the the name of the company you're seeing is the person who collects yeah. and produces designs and releases them so like your unique toys and dx9s for instance dx9 is starting to become their own thing again but like unique toys being an easy example or old eye gear it's like what's the design identity i don't know they seem to just buy a lot of people's designs and and use those and so the part where third-party toys at best are mm -hmm. about the brand name of the manufacturer i think also wrecks a lot of this because it's like you like you can't just say oh i like um for instance i like fans toys i would yeah. follow the fans toys designer because like well, who is that 
<laughs> and there there seem to be at least two. That's Mr. Toys. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Is it Mr. Fan, Fans he, or Mr. Like, Toys? He's the he's uh, the money man, really. Yeah. Um, so, so it's, it's difficult, it's already difficult to actually follow designers, and, and I feel like third-party designers, in a lot of ways, have also not really been made welcome in the sub-community that is the third-party buying market that is super enthusiastic about stuff, because the few times you, you get designers to actually get in there and talk to people about stuff, it's, it sort of inevitably becomes unpleasant to read, and they end up leaving, um... In part, I think, because of the tone around a lot of masterpiece alikes right now, as far as the folks buying them, which sucks, because, uh, again, I don't I, I do not believe it is right to make this about the people buying the toys, because there's so many different people buying figures and I buy masterpiece alikes as much as I dunk on the the uh, culture around them as pieces. I still like some of them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's It sucks because I think that right now. The more that, uh, as time goes on right now, that that market is getting dominated by people who buy masterpiece alikes, and a lot of the tone of that conversation is extremely selfish, uh, which leaves very little room for uh, for more independent ideas and stuff. So, uh, yeah, sorry, Captain Slowbro, I don't think we got the answer really right now. Um, and I, I don't know what the answer is, so I just, you know, I always have my fingers crossed that more cool more unique ideas like we're in a world right now as with that stuff where like if you do something that is not g1 like or idw or something that cannot be slotted into an existing transformers aesthetic but it is obviously transformers inspired that's already considered by many to be too far away mm -hmm. from the orbit of quote-unquote the franchise uh and also, I mean, you know, without naming threads or anything, I mean, I was talking to Aaron earlier, like, there are some folks who also, who think of Transformers as a medium rather than a franchise, which, you know, conceptually sure is cool, but transforming robots as a medium are not Transformers. And Transformers is still an owned intellectual property designed to sell toys and make money, as much as many beautiful things have come from it. So, uh a lot more minds have to be opened and that means a lot more tastes have to be opened and it's not anyone's job to have more open-minded tastes so you know it's not solvable right now in my opinion uh but it, it sure is uh deflating at times to read the responses to things that take more risks uh, in in the third party Transformers marketplace, which is also still it's a ridiculous thing we're still able to say that by the way. Uh, now for going on ten years, that that is just an established thing that we should all be so grateful is still an established thing that is over nine years old. Um. Anyway, I hope that answers your listener question, Captain Slowbro. Uh, I won't slot another one in. Um, and was there anything else you guys wanted no, to throw I'm, in on that one? I'm good. Or shall we move into the what we got? Uh, I think I'm good. All right. Uh, on topic, what we got this week, um, Aaron? I know you got something. Sure, was topical, but not on topical. No, uh, I have nothing on topic this week. Unless you got surprised for Unfortunately. me. Unfortunately, I've been trying, but it's just oh, not been a thing okay. lately. Uh, yeah, yeah. Certainly, there, there. We things are starting yeah. to show up in places, but not everywhere. That's the best way to put it. Um. TJ, did you have any luck uh, finding any Transformers-ish stuff? Uh, not finding. I let it come to me, though. 
you just open your door and you like put a lure out and you go like, hey, sorry, yeah. transformium in here. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I found out you leave a metal tooth under the pillow mm-hmm. and overnight uh, nothing will happen. <laughs> but hey, you can order from Big Bad Toy Store still. Hey, so I have nice. Titans Return Overlord. No. Hey, oh, man, you guys still haven't been able to find yeah, him. They're all around where you are, right? Oh, right, do you guys cool. want to get really mad for a second? They're all, not only are they all around where I am, they oh. were on sale for 40 Canadian dollars and still are, apparently. And then if you went on a certain day, they were on sale for 40 Canadian dollars and then on sale on top of that. I was just reading on Cybertron CA, which is making me pretty salty because I just bought one when I saw it at Walmart. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so you got Overlord. How are you feeling about him? Uh, he's kind of fantastic. Right. Like, like okay. I, I skipped Sky Shadow specifically because... Uh, you know, after I got my Star Saber, my Holy Grail turned into G1 Overlord, a toy I will probably never be able to get because of how many parts he is, he comes with and how easy they would be to lose. Uh, but this, this is a really, really nice stand in, uh, you know, the transformations satisfying It's nothing overly complex, but, you know, I have fun changing him to and from, uh, feels really solid and really clean in design there's very little kibble and very few parts i can tell that are hollowed out mm-hmm. just all like all around he's just he's just a really cool toy to look at like i still look at him and go that is just a really really badass looking robot and he's got some astonishingly pleasant uh ankle tilts i've got to say like those I like them on Sky Shadow. I, I also still really like them on uh, on Overlord. Oh, oh, mm. like those are good. It's oh, clean. Yeah. yeah, like for for a toy that transforms so simply, I do like how much can be done with it. I lo- you know I like the Duocon style gimmick where okay, two vehicles, that's cool. I wish I had another Titan Master because it feels weird to only be able to pilot one or the other. Well, I mean, you can you, now you can go get Sky Shadow. Okay. <laughs> Got nothing else. No spoilers on that that lovely tank transformation now. Yeah. No. Um. No. Like just like all all around. Like outside outside of that, I like Takara's trick of two different heads from Mega and Giga with different expressions. That's cool. But mm. beyond like beyond that, I don't really take any issue with the Hasbro release. It's nice and solid. You know, good. the foil stickers are kept to a minimum, which is nice. Yeah. Good. Good plastic colors. Uh huh. Yeah. Just really solid all around like for how simple he is i like how much i can do with him and how much attention to design there is like uh like being able to take off the nose comb because they knew that the two doors for the titan masters were kind of hard to get into yeah that's okay that's actually attentive i like that yeah yeah it's it's an excellent piece i uh the idea of overlord being a shelf warmer that's easy to find in the small term realm of thinking, uh, I think is great because I think everyone should be able to get him. He, it's, he he is such a great representation and modernization of the G1 toy overlord, the kind of generic dump, dumpy looking robot with big legs and a big chest who splits in half. Right. Like, is great. Um, well, I got one on topic thing as well. Uh, unless you got more, TJ. Uh, no, that's my, that is my on topic. All right, because I, thanks to one Eric Tarnowski, uh, who did me a massive, uh, like, beefy, uh, super extra thick solid, uh, hooked me up with a The Last Night Voyager Scorn. 
who I've been uh, I've been super down and after along with Nitro Zeus. Scorn is great. Uh, Scorn is fantastic. Uh, I, I don't know who the hell pushed for this toy to happen, but uh, they did good, and it's a good toy. Um, hey, you want to hear something surprising? No. The instructions suck. Yeah. The instructions are god-awful, and Scorn has a very weird transformation idea in how the the shoulders mm-hmm. don't just rotate forward. There's a disc mm-hmm. attached to them. You're rotating the axis of the pit. There is nothing. There is nothing in no, the instructions that explains what? that. Yeah. And uh, you, you didn't understand that? I just, you know, you... you 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 think that maybe at least if you squint, if you get out the magnifying glass, yeah, there's at least something in micro ink. Yeah, in there? what you don't realize for is such a their, critical their print part technology the... has gotten good enough that you know to the naked eye it looks like crap. But if you find the micro dots that have all the actual information on it, it's still trash. It's still garbage. Yeah, yeah, those instructions. Yeah, they suck, but uh, that's not Scorn's problem. And Scorn is a great figure. Um, mm-hmm. I frigging love the leg transformation, where it's like you fold down, you you flip down the dino heels to unlock the foot to do a 180, and then flip the dino heels back down. God, it feels good. Um, the only problem I have with him is I cannot get his forearm to actually tab into his dino underbelly whatsoever. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it just doesn't seem to work. Not, it, Geometry I think it's one of those things on mine. Is that the one that's the soft peg? I want. I want to say that there's one of those tabs that has some like soft uh, plastic that doesn't guess... like to engage. It's not a soft oh, peg. It's the one that's on the inside of his handed yeah. arm. It goes into a, a slot on his chest, his robot chest. It just doesn't. Yeah. Oh wait. Okay, I got it to kind of grip, but it's yeah. It just doesn't feel very good. Um. Yes. Yeah, the Discord is great. The the multi jointed mm-hmm. tail. The the multi jointed dino neck. Uh, there is no reason why this toy should exist or be this good, but both happened, and I'm real happy about it. Uh, I also wanted to throw in a little update. I, I forgot to mention this. So I got I got Slug Slinger right uh, uh, some episodes ago. I didn't. I don't think I mentioned this. Slug Slinger's instructions had vastly improved contrasts. The whites were whiter. The darks were darker. Uh, the the lines were cleaner. It looked like it was printed on a better printer than the hmm. same instructions I got for other toys in, that same day. So um, I feel like maybe at the last minute for Titan's Return, at least, maybe Hasbro got the memo that these instructions look terrible. Uh, And maybe it was not just the fandom being the fandom. Maybe this extended beyond us Uh, because that print, the print quality on Slug Slinger's instructions was enormously better than the ones on Cup's instructions who shipped with Slug Slinger. Um, But yeah, last night scorn. Fantastic. And uh, that just leaves Dragonstorm for me. Uh, unfortunately, the only ones I've seen in town are at Toys, 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 where they want 100 Canadian in tax. Uh, and I, I can't do that because if I find mm-hmm. him at retail, he's still already going to be like 70 Canadian in tax, which also sucks. But um, him and Cogman, those are those are the last ones I'm looking for from that line. Uh, anyway, that about does it for our on topic of what we got this week. So let's uh, let's head on over into that that offish topic ish and hey, uh, Aaron so tell me I, about, about uh, the thing you got from that like thing you did four today or five hours ago was at uh, Alton Brown's uh, Eat Your Science road show and uh, from there I picked up his uh, n- his nose cookbook I think uh, Everyday Cook 
And then I also got a cutting mat that has the Eat Your Science, like, meatball science uh, Adam logo on it. And it was a really good show. It was fun. Uh, variety show style thing. If he's going to be coming to your area, which for this leg of the tour is all, like, the Midwest, west of the, or east of the Mississippi and the, like, New England area. Um, I, I definitely say you should go and see it. It's a pretty interesting show. Um, especially if you enjoy, uh, good eats or Alton Brown stuff. Um, interesting stories and the like. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah, definitely that, like one of those things happened. I'm still coming down off that fun high. Yeah. And he came back from that fun high and then I was all like, what's good eats. But it's okay, Aaron. I didn't know you. You know what? <laughs> you I, can't. I didn't. How do I put this without sounding like a jerk? I didn't think that. Uh, I didn't think Aaron, you would be capable of ruining my mentions for the for the last mm. couple hours. But man, I went to try mm-hmm. to look up Eric Tarnowski's name from my DMs. It's dessert. And, uh, I just got this. Listeners, I got, I got a wall listeners, of, people I got a that are listening to this of, right uh, now. Wrist, you didn't get to see the, the live Twitter fun. Do it again for Chris. Let him know how bad of a person he is that he's not watching Good Eats. Yeah, I know. You literally know, have you know sent what? me it a link. It won't have happened by the time they're to... listening to this. <laughs> Even if it has happened, it hasn't in podcast time. Okay, that might be true. So you're still a horrible person <laughs> for not having watched any good eats. That like that it doesn't. Cutthroat Kitchen is I entirely so much Cutthroat different. Kitchen. I mean, it's that's like I just like, like skipped step one. The the mad side of Alton Brown. It's like it's like saying, well, I I never watched, you know, I never watched ER when it was on TV, but I did see Batman and Robin. I mean, that's my that that is true. I never watched ER, but I did watch Batman and Robin several times because the d- director's commentary is choice at him. Just fill don't up tweet, his feed. Don't at me. All right. Don't at me. Just <laughs> at send him. Don't. Send him direct messages. If you me. follow each other, say like, yo, man, what the heck? You know? It's a good show. You got a problem with it? Do you, do you like do you like puppets? Oh man! Uh, but you're enjoying your okay. Do you like? Uh, Lucky, I'm okay with. Do you know puppets? who Lucky Yates is? I know. I... Lucky Yates is on the show. Yes, as a dungeon, yes, I as do. the like dungeon uh, keeper. I... Oh man, do I, I don't know if I can deal with seeing his face. Oh man. So I mean, okay, for all for all this, can I at least get some bonus points for my righteous ind- indignation at uh, at the demolition of Sweet Genius, probably the other best food-oriented television that was ever made in the past decade, and the utter crime that Ron Ben Israel has now been confined to the dungeon of being a yeah, sometimes judge great. on the garbage that is Cake Wars. Yeah, it, it, right, it's bonus, bonus points. points. You Thank see, there you. was 100 points oh, on this exam. Me. You got a zero. For me. But you got the two bonus points at the end, so you're not a total failure. But you still get an F. Exactly. Not a total failure. Uh, WTF and TFW, colon, not a total failure. That's one of our many uh, trademark taglines. Uh, well, th- thanks for sharing, Aaron. Um, TJ... Uh, tell me about uh, off-topic things you might have got if you got me. Uh, I got a 
couple, both in the realm of Power Rangers. Power Rangers. Well, uh, first, I, I will I will start with the uh, the minor, which is I grabbed a morpher from the movie off of Amazon. Well, that's because it was five dollars. Because it was five dollars. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, every, everyone on my Toku socials was going like, "Well, it's five bucks," and I was like, "Man, you know what? I would do that too if I were." Yeah, if, it's, if it's I five were... bucks. I've got Amazon Prime, so I'll be here in two days. Why not? And it, it's like a sort of like weird knockoff Agito belt, right? Uh, that's giving it a lot of credit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an Agito belt. They didn't finish painting or putting lights in or sound effects in literally just talking about that one thing it does well it's what 25 30 bucks when it retailed yeah and when nobody could sell any of them yeah there's still like walls at every store i go to of these things like every, i played with one in a store for a bit and i was like man what a good five dollar toy it turns out i was the one who was forward thinking yeah uh if you've played the demo in the store you've already played with the toy you've done everything it does yeah so uh okay so the coins which uh look like they don't look anything like the movie coins because they're just too perfect mm -hmm. and, uh, I, i'll give them credit the sculpting on the dinos on the inside it's inconsistent because they think well three of them have to be close up of the heads and two of them have to have a full shot of the dino i don't know why but they are really well done to the point when when they're lit up there's like almost a three-dimensional like shadow effect like you can actually see a little bit of depth to it and that's actually kind of a cool illusion mm -hmm. uh it ends there uh because the way the the way the gimmick works is you pull the lever it spins one way you pull the lever it spins faster in the other way uh, and the lights up and the, there's spin, there's a spinning light thing with different patterns and when it's spinning it works and looks really cool Problem is the effect goes on for like ten seconds and the light pattern and the mm. spinning only goes on for one. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. I, I I like the part where it spins though. I remember thinking this is real cool. It's spinning. Yeah, but it has to keep spinning in order to actually look good, and then it just stops and you just have four lights in random spots behind the coin. And well, listen, the, it was only a five dollar toy. Yeah, and, and <laughs> but they wanted thirty bucks for it, and. Here's the, here's the other thing that gets me. So the coins themselves, they look like they do in the movie. They it's uh, you know, they they look like a lemon candy with like a jelly filling. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know it's you know it's a very light yellow that's surrounding them, and they are very like dark colors on the inside, so you can clearly see what color each coin is. And that would have looked really cool if the LEDs were actually white and could actually show the color. But the LEDs are yellow. So it just becomes a yellow Every, blob. Yeah, the red coin okay. becomes yellow. The black coin becomes yellow. I don't know how they pulled that one off. They did. So they, you know, spiritually, it's a five dollar toy. <laughs> In design, it's a five dollar toy. Hmm. And and yeah, of course, like it's 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 two sound effects. Uh, all none of the coins do anything different from each other. Uh, yeah. So. I can see why. Like, I just thought they overproduced them. I thought that was it. Yeah. Because I, I thought I thought I heard that Power Rangers like the number one boys brand because of the movie, and apparently not. Or it was either mistaken or none of those sales were in the morphers. Like, I no, I, th that... I think 
a lot of that stuff was probably like th- those figures and uh, and you know the the Zords all seemed to I I saw empty spots for those sometimes. Yeah, I, well, the the figures I can remember selling okay around here. The Zords kind of stacked up for a while. I think the, the Zords started going, and then they dropped those gift set versions, and then everything kind of stopped. Is what I at least yeah. what I recall seeing. Yeah, I just thought they over. I thought they horribly overproduced the Morpher, but I guess when it's yeah. not in the movie, people don't want to buy it. Yeah, I think that that was that was definitely part of it. Like the reveal that that thing that actually doesn't exist. Yeah, at least in, in the form that you think it does. Um, well, that that seems like definitely a low end of a one-two punch. Is the other side of this Power Rangers combo a little higher? Uh, it's a Super Mini Plot Megazord. That sounds way higher. That sounds way the hell higher. Yeah, it is. It is way way higher. Uh, so is this the American release? Um, it is, which uh, it's, it's it all comes in one box. And I think that's about the only special thing about it. And I thought it'd be a cool yeah. like, oh, see, I was some some of the retailers use the original box as an example. So I thought it'd come in like a commemorative little like, hey, here's a retro packaging. No, it's just like straight hmm. up a Japanese box. and They printed Power Rangers somewhere on it. All right. Okay, good. Glad to know how much effort was put into that one. But you know, it's still the same, still the same model set. So all that worked out well. Nice. Um, having a Megazord that has elbows and knees is lovely. Mm-hmm. The fact that it actually has a waist joint was unexpected. That uh, yeah, that that kit build. There's a lot that's good about it. My and and I think I'm going to end up picking that thing up. I had very petty reasons for deciding to hold off for a while, and, and it turns out that paid off because that domestic version seems a lot less expensive. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a fantastic little set. It's got the same problems I always have with mini plot, which is why I don't get into it. Which is like this: is, there's always going to be stickers that are just very frustrating and do not want to cooperate. Uh, he's got a lot of little thin striped stickers and stickers for the helmet in particular that do not want to stay on. So I, I foresee a glue stick in its future. I don't think I've ever put mini plot stickers on since go on Like I just gave up on the stickers and I turned them into model kit projects. Incredibly tiny. And you're just sitting there like, how am I supposed to, to do this? Mm-hmm. I've got a toothpick oh, yeah. and it's like half of the toothpicks surface to hold this sticker in place uh spudger actually is really helpful for that stuff uh shouts out one more time to uh, rfc's diecast for giving me a spudger that thing has been fantastic for sticker work on sodo x-aid candy toys it's like a toothpick except it's not abrasive and it doesn't splinter when i push it too hard um but yeah, the Super Mini Plaw Megazord seems real solid. Are you thinking about the, the Dragon Zord or the Titanus now? Uh, the, well, the Dragon Zord's already on my desk. Okay, well, I guess you're thinking about it then. Yeah, it's it's kind of <laughs> hard not to when I'm staring at it. Like, I'm staring uh, right at it, but for some reason, it's just not in my mind. Who put this here? Why is this? Whatever. I, I hate Tommy. What's this thing for? <laughs> uh, well, they, I, they, they did. Or go ahead. I was going to say, I have Titanus on pre-order. I have no idea if I'll be able to afford it. But just in case, that's a fresh pre-order, right? Like they were at, at New York Comic Con, even they were kind of like, we don't know. And then this pre-order just sort of popped up recently. Yeah, yeah, but yeah I think it only went up like a couple of days ago at BBTS. 
Yeah, and it, uh, pardon me, hang on. I just noticed that it requires two AAA batteries. Uh, yeah, they they actually retain the gimmick from the original. Damn it! I think I need to get this thing now. Man, okay. Well, yeah, hopefully I'm, it'll I'm kick like, around for a while. Yeah, I've got a friend of mine that actually has the original that he picked from a flea market or a thrift store, mm-hmm. and I'm wait and I've got first dibs on it as soon as I ask him for it. So I I wonder how the super mini plot end of that is going to work when you build it. Like, is there just an engine block you're building things around? I assume it's like the old Zoids kits. Yeah, where, yeah. You just have a electronic block that you're putting components to man i i literally just now saw the part that says batteries uh yeah i'm a lot more interested now because I, I now that the, the domestic versions are out and at least in my my limited view seem to be less expensive slightly only slightly than the japanese ones i'm more tempted now to, to jump on that dragon zord and megazord um oh man <laughs> the shot of them with titanus looks good too i'm gonna stop sidetracking on that uh <laughs> but it sounds it sounds like you're satisfied Oh, yeah, considerably. All right. Um, well, I'm trying to remember if I have anything interesting off topic to talk about. Um, I, I It's really just the Soto X8 stuff I haven't built yet uh, or not built, built like stickered or opened up because I'm, I'm waiting to uh, to do a little block of filming. But uh, I'm I'm done with Soto X8. I finished it until final stage comes out. Um, I even got all the extra bits I wanted. Now I've got all the level ones lined up. It's it's glorious. Uh, I've got the premium Bandai Soto stuff. I have a box that is just set dressing. I got I got barrels and blocks and treasure chests. Uh, and then Soto Build Volume Two just or Soto Build Two Build Two just dropped, and so I'm I'm, I'm waiting for that. I actually for so so off Big Bad I got the Soto Brave. Uh, three pack, and I forgot to mention this in the on topic. I also got that, uh, f- which I, I got from them ages ago. This was sent due to a ninety day limit on a on a pile of loot thing. The uh, Transformers LGX Titans Return Black Convoy. Uh, so I'll just quickly throw in there. He looks real pretty. All of his colors look excellent. There are no stickers on him. He is categorically superior to the North American Optimus Prime version. Because there are no stickers to mangle and peel off. It's great. Um, but yeah, off-topic-wise, other than Soto X8, I don't really have anything else to talk about. So I think that brings us to the close of this episode with some time to spare for our time limit. So uh, thank you yeah. guys for joining me on this sort of... Uh, we were figuring this week's out, is the way I'll put it. Yeah, We were... Uh, we're sorting some stuff out, but we managed to do it. Uh, thanks for joining me on this Sunday recording, and thank you all uh, listeners out yeah. there for listening in. Um, that's, that's my little stutter Aaron, sounds, trying to make sure you didn't go too fast. I think that we... Yeah, don't worry, I got you. I got you. I think that we should talk yeah, very briefly so, about what's, what's in the coming uh, in weeks here, because we're heading we toward this, November. We will have just finished up the 24-hour game day for Extra Life. Um, that's, that, that's, that is November the 4th. That's on November um, all, all day. The 4th. Well, but it, it's Sunday now. Or, so or wait, do you mean the Sunday? By this time we will have finished up. This is the fun thing about the yeah. 24 hours. You get home at like eight, eight thirty, and you're like, oh, okay. And I'm going to sleep a little bit. And then you wake up and it's like two in the afternoon and you're like, oh crap, I got all this other stuff to do. So yes, by this point, um, you know, you're going to be. 
hurting maybe but yeah so that's coming up yes um so mm. if you Things can will get ache. over to uh extra life um go check out the andy Roos gaming gang page you can find me there on the roster. You can find Vangelis there on the roster. Donate to one of us. I mean, I'd prefer you donate to me, but I've definitely hit my goal this year, and Vangelis has a donation. Yeah, thanks to Kevin Sigmund, uh, who was yeah. super on the ball, and uh, you, you also have, you reminding have a goal me I have an extra life thing to do. And you've raised Holy crap! 15. Where did where did the summer good, go? Good job, buddy. Yeah. So, Listen, that's so all, go donate to lot, Chris. All right, you can buy a lot of coffee because with it's it's helping out sick kids. You can, I mean, you can donate to me. I'd prefer you donate to me, but donate to Chris because you know he's he's special. And um, in 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 your in your donation message. And I, I am going to be doing to my own streaming an thing. Extra, uh, an episode of uh, Good Eats. Um, no, no, no. That, that's that's fine. You don't have to stream, I can't stream everything that, that you I do. I can't in stream life. watching Good Eats. But but somebody okay. could like come here and hit donate. I well, I don't. And uh, yet, yeah, I'm sure I'll do this thing and that, and uh, I'll type watch an episode. Of good eats, you six. Oh, no. no, no, no. I'll just go with you. Watch an episode of Good Eats. Click, and yeah, and uh, da, 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 that's because you know my da, mom's donated. cool. Look at that. It's that easy. While I was sitting here talking, I donated money to Chris so he'd be less pathetic, and try and get him, try and get him to watch a good television show. I feel that will stronger, make him better in the kitchen. If we raise no, five hundred dollars for sick no, kids on my the, account, the, the, I will the watch one episode. The should be enough. <laughs> Don't <laughs> along me. with the link that I sent you. Y'all are blocked. <laughs> that should be more than enough to to get you to watch uh, uh, episode. Yeah, oh, there's the email. One, episode one. I just gotta is uh, making a steak. I, I, you know what I do to uh, fall asleep? True story. Mm-hmm. I uh, I watch a lot yes. of steak Season and one, cake making one. videos on Instagram. Claim. Makes me real sleepy. Whoa. Uh, how how uh, do I look up when you who's go, giving me a donation? Where's the thing uh, on the site? Give me those uh, links. Your profile, and then you click on your, your oh, never page, mind. I found and then it. you go down to donations or alerts. Alerts work. I saw the the but alerts. Yeah. Donate, donate, donate money to Chris. Here. Say hey. Anyway, I'm going to try to stream. I'm going to try to do an actual extra yeah. life stream before uh, the the fourth because that weekend I'm going to be busy. So uh, maybe I'll try to do a 12 hour thing like I did last time uh, before errands as like a pre show. And I'm going to try to actually do more of those. Uh, not another 12 mm-hmm. hour one, probably. Unless I don't know. I'm going to be in BC. For the latter half of you, November, you could find so friends out there PC and play board games. I will like have my MacBook with at least me, once a I might month. try to do like a small thing there. Friends, yeah, I know. It's it's a difficult word for you to find work through. Friends, I. What do they, they do deal for with me? Your bull. <laughs> That's right, they do. Uh, 
Oh man, I don't. Have, I, I was gonna. Mm -hmm. I was gonna try to swing that into a convention plug, but we're all out of those for this year. Uh, well, if you are in the Ontario area, I'm going to be at Ontario Collectors Con on November 5th, the Sunday. Uh, me and uh, Ryan, a load of hoopla, are going to be selling some toys. So if you're if you're in the area and you don't know that toy show is happening, A, go to that friggin' toy show. It's good. And then B, come and buy our things. Um, I think I'm out of plugs. But yeah, Extra Life is uh, is coming. Aaron yeah, is gonna, always doing the 24-hour thing. As much as I can. Are you going to stream um, any of it, or are you just going to be doing it? Unfortunately, the place that we're in doesn't have uh internet that'll be really easy for us to be on like his internet is good enough we might be able to have one person on it uh so we're again looking into the mobile hotspots uh the guy that had them last year says he's pretty sure he still has them around somewhere yeah. so um i'm hoping that we can get that going um so that we'll be able to do that or have some online play stuff because i bought player unknown battleground and i'm waiting to play it for extra life although part of me thinks i should probably get a game in or two beforehand so i'm not just totally trash at it um but hoping to do that and then that way people like i don't yeah. know because you can do like a team of four on that and maybe like have people play PUBG with me or something i'm not really sure um i i still have i I still have stuff to oh, figure God, out. I forgot PUBG and, is oh, a yeah, thing now. That I'm is... doing my trip to Las Vegas next weekend in hopes of winning $10,000 um, playing King of Tokyo. Like, I'm in a little bit of a panic of the time that I normally have to work on that sort of stuff I don't have. So, huh? Yeah. No, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Either way. Um, that is the weekend mm -hmm. of ah. That is a weekend when we have an even Sunday team recording or Monday, as well. probably for that one. So we should probably uh, do that during your. No, we should do it during your. We should do it during your twenty-four hours. That would be so, best. Oh yeah, that would yeah. be fantastic. So you want to get up at like six I want to in get the morning on Sunday hour, to do it? Aaron. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it'd be funny just to go like, hey, Aaron, we're going to talk. Uh, so what's your opinion on, uh, I don't know, did you see the new news other, that dropped uh, about the Bumblebee movie? Uh, <laughs> how great would this be? How great would this be if we podcast, if we recorded while he's playing PUBG and we just turn the game on and go hunt him down? And that's the episode. Although we'd have to have a video episode. We can't do that. Nonetheless, we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. But yeah, I just need to go and double check that because what a busy weekend that will be. Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyway, this is Dragon On. So thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Bye bye. It means, but you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.